Welcome to Europe First Minisodes, raw, unedited, and just me sharing thoughts and ideas. I hope you find this a valuable little toolkit to contemplate today. I wanted to hop on here and talk about meditation. And I want to start with the caveat that I am not at all equipped to actually talk about it as a professional or anything like that. I have not even been doing it that long. Uh, I think I probably started doing it regularly about eight or nine months ago. It's been less than a year for sure. But I think I just got really tired of my brain being so in control all the time, the negativity of my brain, the anxiety in my brain being so in control all the time that I thought I've got to do something to counterbalance this. I've got to somehow train my mind to work for me instead of me working for it. So I realized that getting quiet, I didn't realize this right away, but I did realize this as I was doing it as a practice, that getting quiet is permission to be in the moment. And for me, that is really the goal of meditation. There were several things that came from that that were unexpected, but my initial goal was just to be in that moment, to understand and to believe that nothing will fall apart or come undone in the next 10 minutes. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes, it doesn't have to be an hour, it doesn't have to be all day. I sometimes meditate for five minutes because that's all I have in the morning. Um, so nothing will fall apart or come undone in the next 10 minutes. I tell myself that. And I do my best to believe it because the doer in me, the anxiety mind I have, tells me that's not true. That the moment I take my finger off the pulse, the moment I loosen my grip, something devastating is going to happen, right? And so I always have to be on guard and ready. Um, so yeah, spent way too much of my life in that trauma response all the time. So what just being present did is started to train my mind to not always be in reaction mode. And one of the ways that I did this initially to get my brain out of like uh, the what's going to happen next, who's annoying me now, what do I have to get done that I'm not getting done by sitting here, is that I started counting backwards. And just the simple task of counting backwards, being present with each number and just count backwards kind of rhythmically, it's like counting sheep. It's like you get into a different part of your brain. I'm sure there's some name for that part of your brain. I'm sure this is all of this has names for it. I have not done any research on this. I'm just talking about what my experience has been around meditation and how transformative it's been for me. So another way I do it besides counting is I imagine a scene like a river. I'm standing on the bank of the river I see a boat coming downstream, I get in, and I float away. So I actually put myself into a scenario. I have picked a river I've actually been on before. I have picked a part of the river that it was especially beautiful. So I actually call up memories of places I've actually been for this. But I've also tried experimenting, going to places that I've never been and just been like, hey, I'm dropping in here. And it's typically a calm place. There's no other people around. And I get to do whatever I want there. But it's like I'm role playing in my mind that I've gone to another place. So 
It's really about creating a small catch for your brain to create a distraction or an or a way to entertain yourself away from thinking about the things that need to be done or the things that are bothering you. And I often do this most successfully in the wee hours of the morning when I can't sleep. I often wake up around one, either at one or 3 a.m. for whatever reason, and I can't sleep. I used to scroll. I think they call it doom scrolling, which is very accurate. Um, But I used to scroll and that just made me less sleepy and more depressed. So instead of scrolling, I proactively put a meditation app on my phone. There's a great one from Deepak Chopra on Spotify. And I just reach for my earbuds and I resist social media and I get into my meditation app. And because it's quiet in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning, I can really let my mind wander into these fun scenarios and there's no time pressure. First thing in the morning is a little trickier for me because I feel like I might just need to get going, get the kids out of the house, that kind of thing. But the imagining and the counting in those scenarios were a hack to get me into a place where I could sit and get out of reaction mode and get out of doer mode. And that was my shortcut to doing that. Then what happened after several months of probably a couple times a week meditating and practicing this was that I was able to get into those scenarios. And in the scenario of floating down the river in the boat, I was also having a quiet mind. And I decided instead of like just doing something in that boat, I was just going to sit and listen to what was around me, the forest, the river, bird calls, and I'd allow my mind to fill in the blank of what was going on in that particular area where that, that I had put myself in mentally. And what happened then was so interesting because it was like my higher self had a place to go to talk to me. And all kinds of messages started coming through about, well, what if you tried to do this? Or maybe you shouldn't worry about that. Or maybe it's time to move on from that. And this wisdom found me almost like an avatar of me in this scenario that was imagined, but it was an access point for my higher self to find me and tell me what I needed to hear. And it was this super fun experience. I would come out of those meditations like, whoa. And a lot of times I would actually fall asleep in the meditation or when it was over, I would take off my earbuds and go right back to sleep and sleep very deeply. And I think part of that is because I went to a calm place where the anxiety of everyday life doesn't exist. And then I was hearing things that were beyond my logical brain. I was hearing instructions ideas, suggestions, desires, hopes, all of these things that I never allowed to come through in my everyday life started popping up in these meditations. And what was so beautiful about them was that they felt so true. They felt so warm and fuzzy. They felt like coming home. I actually would get a warm feeling around my heart and in my chest during these meditations because what was coming down, what was being channeled was what some might call a higher purpose, a higher message, uh, a divine message. I mean, there's so many words you can put on it that none of them really do it justice. But I have to say that we probably overthink meditating. We probably have built it up to something that it shouldn't actually be. 
to the point that it's kind of intimidating because the idea of sitting still and going to a Zen place in your mind sounds maybe terrifying. <laughs> but I have to say that when I created this hack of counting and then these, these scenarios of being somewhere else, that it was an access point. And it's not that my mind was blank. In fact, just the opposite happened. My mind was completely opened. My mind was, it was like my creative brain. It was like my possibility side of my brain just the doors flew open on it. And it was like, oh, what about, what about, what about, what about? And it was like these little threads of possibility were dropping down into my consciousness. And I was like, oh, that looks like a fun string to pull. And that looks like a fun string to pull. And then what happened when I'd go into my waking life is I'd have this warm, fuzzy coming home feeling instead of waking up with anxiety and stress and like, okay, here we go. Another day I was waking up going, oh, I wonder if I can pull that idea or that feeling into my actual lived experience here, my physical lived experience. So because I had the feeling, I was like, let me pull that feeling into the morning with me. And it really transformed my days because instead of always feeling like I was running to stand still or never able to fully catch up, I was now operating into a place of possibility, into a place of what could happen, into a place of what feels good, and wanting to really savor and bring with me whatever this delicious juiciness that I'd gotten in my meditation. I wanted to bring that with me into my everyday physical life. And this is what really started a transformation in my life because instead of focusing on the negative and, and the anxiety, I was able to focus on the possibility and the good feeling. And when you focus on possibility and good feeling, you're drawn towards things that are full of possibility and that feel good. It's kind of really that simple. Things that bring anxiety, after you feel that good feeling, things that bring anxiety, you don't want to be around anymore. You don't want to participate in anymore. You don't want to engage with or volunteer for anymore. So when you can tap into that feeling and all of that juiciness, it really can translate and transform your everyday life. And it's not even like you have to do anything, and I'm using air quotes here. What really it is, is a surrendering to it and then inviting it to join you in your everyday life. And it's worth playing with. And that is what I would say. Let's stop taking meditation so seriously. Let's stop beating ourselves up for not being able to turn off our mind. And instead, our, invite our minds to turn on in a totally different way and allow them to take us to a place where we can hear and see and feel better what we want our actual lived experience to look like. And so for me, that's been the key. Take it much less seriously and allow our brains to do this beautiful work of imagining a better life for ourselves. So I just wanted to share that with you. Hope you make it a great day. Talk to you next time. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share, like, or leave a review. Until next time, this is Leanne and you're up first.